I'm Courtney. I'm Allison. I'm recording Allison. This is the Double X Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X Files. Today, Allison, we're go, bo, going very fast. We're going so fast. So fast. I. It's so fast. Everybody, start your engines. <laughs> we're talking about the episode Drive with Ryan Gosling. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I dislike that movie. I didn't see it because okay. I don't watch movies. Can we can we just talk about Drive the movie before we talk about Drive the X Files episode? Okay. Because I feel like I was in an alternative universe where everyone enjoyed a movie and I didn't. Who's want to know about Drive the movie starring Ryan Gosling? Yeah, but you got to do it fast. When Ryan Gosling's in the movie two, he drives three. He wears a jacket. It's got a <laughs> scorpion on. It's white. It's actually silver. Is it? I don't know. What so- silver's just shiny white? That's. <laughs> Prove me wrong. I don't think that's true. <laughs> Prove me wrong, internet. <laughs> I didn't like the movie because I thought it was going to be all about driving, and it wasn't. It wasn't about driving? No. But it's there, called Drive. There was not much driving. Was anybody angry and drive angry? They were angry, but then separately they drove also. <laughs> were there any babies in Baby Driver? <laughs> I liked Baby Driver. Did he wear no a jacket? Baby. He... Wore headphones. Are you telling me that gold is not just shiny yellow? No. And that bronze is not just shiny brown? <laughs> no. I think the word you're looking for is metallic. Yeah. Shiny, metallic, same diff. <laughs> How about glossy? Ooh, glossy. Yeah. Oh, those glossy <laughs> six by tens. <laughs> okay. We stop going fast. We gotta keep going fast. We gotta keep going fast, otherwise we'll die. We'll die. Hey, that's the movie Speed. <laughs> this bed that we're on has to go at 30 miles an hour. <laughs> go, bed, go. If this bed's not rocking, don't come and knock it. We died. <laughs> this episode is season six. six, episode two, called Drive. It's called Drive. I'm gonna hand you the Netflix description because I feel like you always do it, and I would be weird if I did it. I agree. Uh, okay. There you go. Season six, episode two, Drive. With Mulder trapped in a car by a seemingly deranged man, parentheses, Brian Cranston, Skelly races to determine if the man is suffering from a deadly illness and if Mulder is in danger of becoming the next victim of a government virus. You sound like the Micro Machines man. I said it very fast because I didn't want to die. You're very fast. We gotta go 30 miles an hour. 30 miles an hour. <laughs> okay. Ooh, I'm pumped up. Let's go. <laughs> if, if, I, I don't think I'd last very long. No? no? In a drive situation? In a drive, in a speed situation? A speed situation? Yeah. And, or as I like to call it, this ear speed? Ear- <laughs> <laughs> um, what? Now, I would be bad in a speed situation because I can't drive. Oh, yeah, how would you go fast? You gotta go, hey, you gotta go fast. You gotta, if you gotta go fast. How you gotta I go put, fast? I put my pedals in the metal, but I instantly run into something. <laughs> how, oh, yeah? You would just, like, steal a car and then not... Just run right into a ditch. Uh-oh. Just like I did my first time driving. And then that's it. And then I'm like, I'm Wait, never doing this again. You ran into a ditch your first time driving? Yeah. Tell a, me about a good, that. A good friend of ours took me out to a high school parking lot behind his house uh-huh. and tried very patiently to teach me to drive. Yes. And he had to be patient because we were dating at the time. Uh-huh. And um, I did very well in the parking lot and I started getting a little cocky. Oh, no. And then he decided we should go out on the street. It was very quiet. Oh, no. And I immediately drove into a ditch. So did you 
like hit a side, go over the sidewalk and hit a ditch? No, there was just... no sidewalk. The ditch was just right beside the road. So you just steered too much. I steered directly into the ditch and just the whole nose of the car was <laughs> sniffing up in that ditch. And I said, I'm never doing this again. Thank you. And and you haven't. And I haven't. There you go. I don't need to drive. I'm gay. Well, what about... <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> Let's unpack that for a little bit. <laughs> but then you're, like, your downfall would be if you are in a speed situation. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's, like, the one Achilles heel that I now have. Mm, yeah, think about that. Uh-huh. Maybe a scooter? Scooters are pretty gay. Scooter speed. Scooters are pretty gay. Huh? Uh huh. Okay. Especially I got like a cute girl on the back holding around my Dang. waist. Hell yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, done. We've solved your speed situation. But we have not solved this X Files speed situation. And neither did Mulder and Skelly. <laughs> <laughs> it all went very wrong. Yeah. I want to start off by saying this episode made me feel excited to watch the X Files. Yeah. And then we got two thirds of the way in. And then I'm like, oh, X-Files, you did the ding-dong thing. You made me upset again. Yeah, it didn't take them long. I can see why people would like this episode, and I thought lots of bits of it, if it was, like, if season six is, like, are, are like, these very specific parts, then I'm okay with season six, but then they done did us dirty. Yeah. We start with a car chase. Like, news coverage of a car chase, very, like, OJ style. I could see, like, people turning to Fox and to watch the newest episode of the X-Files, and they turn it on, and they're like, oh, no, a car chase. Oh, no, Brian Cranston's gotten into a car chase. <laughs> <laughs> now, I looked this up. Um, this is 1998. Malcolm in the Middle was 2000. Mm. So he was not Hal yet. Okay. I don't know what he did before Malcolm in the Middle. I don't either. Probably something genius. Yeah. 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 Anyway, they're in a car chase, and they're in a helicopter, mm-hmm. and they go fast. They go very fast. The kind of cool, creepy thing is uh, it's, like, done from the perspective of a helicopter, and the feed cuts out a couple times, yeah. which is kind of cool. And the cops chase down Brian Cranston, and Brian Cranston has someone in the back. Yeah, and there's, like, this this uh, helicopter shot of his back seat, and you just see this hand over the seats, and it pooped me bad, because yeah. I thought it was a body. Yeah, it moved real gross. And, like, it was a body, but it was alive. It was alive. Not for very long. Nope. Because the, the speed stopped. They stopped having, doing the speed. The and s- of the uh, speed. The us uh, speed. And so the lady, she get out of the car and she gets in the cop, back of the cop's car because they think that Brian Cranston, Cranston kidnapped her. Uh-huh. And then she slams her head against the police car window. Uh-huh. And then her brain burst. Her ear go pop. And it was a really good shot. And the blood goes splat. And it, w- it pooped me. Yeah. And I thought, like, hey... I can get into this episode of The X-Files. If this episode was like a fine pair of jeans, I'd get right into them. I like it. I like it a lot. It pooked me. It mm-hmm. spooked me. Let's keep going. I want to see where this goes. It went someplace very bad. Yeah, it did go real south. But, well, yeah, let's get there. Okay. Mulder and Scully are in Idaho. Yes. They knock on the door of a charming yokel. He got them big boy Oshkosh Bagosh overalls. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't know why they want to investigate all this fertilizer he bought for his sugar beet farm, but he'll let them in. They could talk about it. What do you mean people use them to build bombs? I just grow sugar beets. I'm a good old boy. <laughs> 
And this is, as Mulder says, this is kind of, he says this is bozo work. Yes, which I feel like is offensive to clowns. I would say that I would not want a clown to investigate domestic terrorism. I don't think they would take it seriously. No, I don't think they would at all. I think they'd make a joke out of it. I think they would honk a small horn and everybody would laugh and I would be like, this is very serious. And they would put 20 little clowns in a clown car and drive away. And then a bomb would go off. And we'd be like, hey, that was your job. And they go, awooga. <laughs> Allison, did I ever tell you I went to clown classes? I took clown you classes. You did not tell me that. I took clown classes. How old were you? <laughs> oh, no. Yes. 25. No. But good guess. 19. 19 to 23. Oh, my God. For four years? Courtney, you Wait, t- no. It would be 18. It was four years, but it would be 18. Courtney, you took four years of clown classes? I could have gone to clown college. You could have! Uh-huh. What did you learn to do? Well, I mean, a lot of things. A lot of things are very secret. Oh. Like, you have to be a clown to know. So, like, magicians? Yes. <laughs> but- I thought clowns hated magicians. No. I it's not it, it's not like a vampire werewolf thing. Oh, okay. If that's what you're thinking. Well, I don't they don't always have to hate each other. No, they don't have to hate each other. Why do you think clowns hate magicians? <laughs> I don't know. A, that's a weird that's a weird thing to think. I don't know. I just right. thought that I think magicians think clowns are too silly and clowns think magicians are too serious. Oh, I think this is a Romeo and Juliet style love affair that could be a great, great story. Hey, don't steal that. TM TM TM. We're gonna write that. <laughs> I won't even tell you about my clown makeup. Did you know every clown's face is like a fingerprint? They're all different. And if you, like, steal someone else's look, it's, like, frowned upon in the clown community. Like, but, like, a very big, exaggerated frown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you honk a cord and go, wah, wah. Wah, wah. But, oh, man, that's a lot. I'm really into it. A clown questions? Do you have some clown <laughs> questions for me? Hey, if you have clown questions, email us at doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. Or clown stories, if you have also clown have stories. So many clown stories. It was a weird part of my... It's just a weird time in your life. Oof. Did I tell you that I once went to computer camp? <laughs> what did you do at computer camp? Learn how to code and also they gave me juice boxes. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a good coder now? No, I forgot everything. Oh, okay. Was it like HTML? No, I remember it involved shoestrings. Shoestrings? I don't know. It was just okay. like basic coding. No, I learned Hey, H- so did Clown Camp. <laughs> I learned HTML on my own, making websites. Yeah, me too. For Neopets. <laughs> I feel like we've hit a rich vein of our history that we've never revealed before. I know. On the Double X Files. I feel like I could talk about Neopets forever. I never had a Neopet. Really? No. I never got into it. I just don't think I had internet back then. Oh, yeah. How how old were you when you had Neopets? Oh, like 11 or 12, I think, is when you started getting into it. And it was on the internet? On the internet. Okay, yeah. I don't think I had internet till I was like 16. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. you would have been. In probably, my home? Probably yeah. a little old for Neopets at that yeah. point. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> we had the dial-up when I was 16. Anyway. <laughs> <sighs> they're doing bozo work. They're doing bozo work. But it's not, not funny. A, it's not funny, and so I feel like it's offensive to clowns. It's fine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and as a partial clown, I find it offensive, too. And as a friend of a partial clown, I'm with you. 
I do enjoy Brian Cranston. Yes. At the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I do enjoy the body work. Yes. Of this whole situation. Now, I will say they cast Brian Cranston to try to make this character more likable. Did And I feel like there were a lot of easier ways to do that that weren't hiring Brian Cranston. I'm happy, don't get me wrong, I am happy you hired Brian Cranston. Love to see the man get at work. I think he's wonderful. I, I wanted to, I was on board. As soon as we saw his face, we are like, dang, love those those hair choices that you're making, Brian Cranston. However, However, I think when you write a character like this, you are hard-pressed to make them likable, and casting a certain actor is not going to tip the scales. Nah, 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 nah. As soon as you make them anti-Semitic, that's pretty much all you need. You're just done right there. Done. Flush him down the toilet. Brian Cranston? Flush you down the toilet. Flush him right down the toilet. Don't it's over. Uh-uh. And that was the big, that's the big crux of this episode. If you put in one character trait, and I'm really not sure what you're trying to say about this character trait, uh, in that Brian Cranston plays kind of a, a another, like, where is he? Is he from Nevada? He's uh, from I think he's from Nevada. Nevada. Yeah. Because they said he was going into Utah. Yeah. So you, you kind of get a, you know, a red state kind of so-and-so who lives in a trailer and is a bit of a yokel, but you also make him really anti-Semitic and also, like, anti-Semitic in a way that, like, like conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as soon as you get into that territory, I don't know what your message is. Yeah. I don't know what your message is. I think, here's my best stab at what I kind of think Vince Gilliam was going for, because he was the writer of this episode. I think he was trying to write this sort of yokel conspiracy theorist character, but I think, again, you know, maybe this is where people realize that when every character you see from small town America is this kind of, like, anti-Semitic yokel with conspiracy theories about the government... Again, people start to believe that about all people from small towns across America. And especially red states. Especially in red states, yeah. yeah. And the weird thing is, like, he has all these conspiracy theories, and he is very, very, like, verbally anti-Semitic, and then he's right about things. Yeah. And that's also makes that, me feel Ooh, weird. that is a real weird angle to play. Yeah. That, it makes me deeply uncomfortable. So, I don't know what the final message... And we'll talk about kind of what happened, but I don't know what the final message you have about this, like... You know, if he, if this was in 2014, then, wait, 16, then he probably would be a Trump voter. Yeah. Are we supposed to like this person? I mean, I don't. I don't. Even if he was Brian Cranston. Yeah. As soon as he says some anti-Semitic shit. I'm done. I'm over. I'm not buying what you're selling. You can pack it up and go home. No. So I don't know. Or get punched. I don't know what Vince Gilligan, I don't know why, I don't know. Like, did he put that in for shock value? I think what he did was, I think he wanted to write a story where two people were stuck in a situation with very different viewpoints and they had to, like, kind of learn to come together. But honestly, there's no coming together with people that are, like, you know, have that kind of hatred. Guess what? If you're, you, a family member or a friend is anti-Semitic, you don't have to like them. You absolutely don't. You can toss them out and flush them down the toilet. You can tell them, hey, you're a piece of shit. (laughs) Sorry. Not I, sorry. Not sorry. I don't... I am in my point in my life where 
people tell me, like, oh, it's okay to have friends with different views. Sure. Like, different views, like, I like pineapple on pizza and you don't. Yeah. But, like, not different views, like, I hate black people. Or, I think that trans people shouldn't be allowed to exist. Like, those aren't different viewpoints. Those are shitty, shitty, wrong, transphobic and racist opinions. Yeah. You don't that... have to be friends with racists or transphobes. <laughs> you absolutely don't. Anyway, that's our... Yeah. Fuck. So this episode really got away from... Yeah. ...itself. It's a bummer. It was a bummer. If I... I could have... If I could have gotten my hands on this and I go into my, like, Microsoft Lightworks, my new editing software, <laughs> and I spend, like, I don't know, a half hour with it, I could have cut those parts out. Oh, yeah. And it would have been, Way I would have been stoked. I would have been stoked about this breath of fresh air, about the cinematography, about the mood and tone, like, the body horror. There's some really cool stuff in this episode. Even the concept, even though we knew it was kind of, like, based off speed. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I fucking love speed. Not the drug. Yeah. I mean, the drug's okay. It's no. Fun. Nah, don't uh, do, don't do drugs. Oh, okay. All of Except for the ganja. <laughs> I like I I love the movie Speed is one of my favorite movies because oh, yeah. it's so it's so beautifully nineties that I love to hate it. Um, and Speed Two, we're on a boat now, and we're on Speed Two, we're on a boat now. The boat guy go real fast. <laughs> so I didn't even mind it was kind of a speed a supernatural speed, but yeah. just I ear speed, ear, ear speed. Mm-hmm. So that was our spiel. Yeah, I think I'm done this episode now. <laughs> 18 minutes in. Let's go. So here's the gist, essentially, is that Mulder and Scully are in Idaho. They're doing this bozo work. Offensive. Uh, they decide, <laughs> they see the car chase on the TV. They're like, hey, we're going to Navajo. We're going to Nevada to check it out. And they do. And then they. So, and this is like a Mulder thing. Yeah, it's right? really a Mulder it's thing. It's a Mulder thing. And uh, he has to convince Scully to go. I don't know. Scully, be your own GD person. Like, I, I would love Scully to be a character, an individual separate character from Mulder. Yeah. Who has, like, thoughts and feelings. But I guess that, like, you have to move the story plot along. Yeah, it's a so lot to ask. It's just a lot to... Okay. Uh, so they go to Nevada, they go, and then Scully uh, handles an autopsy on the guy's wife, while Mulder goes and tries to find... Talk to Brian Cranston. To Brian Cranston. Um, so the autopsy is really cool. Oh my gosh, it's a cool scene. So we have another awesome lady doctor Mm -hmm. and she no nonsense Mm -hmm. and she kind of looks like Sigourney Weaver, which I'm super down to. I guess every lady in the 19, in like late 1990s looked like Sigourney Weaver. Like brown curly hair. I guess so. And they're looking at this wound. Mm -hmm. It's all exit, no enter. Uh Uh-huh. Like my butt. (laughs) Recently, because I have hemorrhoids. (laughs) Because I'm over 30. <laughs> yeah. And the camera gets into that, like, very just close that ear up, meat. Close ookie stuff. It is ear meat. <laughs> and Scully is poking around, and it just goes... Just spits blood on her. It just spits. It's gross. It's you like a gooey those... duck. Oh, oh, it is. It's like those um, pimple popping videos. Yeah. Those unease me so much. Yeah. They give me so much anxiety. You know what videos I, like, once fell into a hole of watching? What? Is that, do you know what tonsil lifts are? No. I don't know. They're these weird stinky stones that <gasps> grow in some people's tonsils. I've heard about these. Yeah. They're just, like, they're really small and they smell like garbage 
and they're like what? chunky cottage cheesy. Oh. And they and there's videos on YouTube of people like doctors removing these from people's throats. Oh no! Like just poking them out, and then they follow the little hole. Oh, the little stink hole. Yeah. Oh god. Do you want to know two of my other favorite YouTube genres? Are the is it muck? What what's this? What's the eating one? Muck. Muck, mukbang? Right? Mukbang? No, it's not. I don't like mukbang. Okay, what's your other two? One of them, um, uh, time-lapse compost. Ooh. Yeah, it's really cool. That's pretty good. You see all the little worms make their little worm tracks? Ah! It's really cute. Also, okay. Um, okay, you sold me on that. I don't like the tonsil one. That's fine. But, but I like um, the compost one. And then the other one that I've been watching recently is uh, drone videos of abandoned theme parks. That's pretty good. It's very good. Um, My favorite one is... uh high pressure compressing machines Ooh. they press stuff and it's very very good i love that on youtube you could just like like find all these weird little genres like beyond all the vlogs and the you know the youtube kids and stuff there's all these weird things of like farmer joe's posting his compost video oh yeah it's just like just cool little communities that you didn't know were out there like the slime people like the slime people are you kidding me hell yeah slime people make a lot of like internet money and they're really cool they are very cool the slime i don't know about the people i, I can't vouch the for them <laughs> i don't vouch for anyone on youtube it's not worth it are you a slime person tell us double x files at fucking double x files podcast at gmail.com do you make slime do you guys send us a recipe for slime oh god we could make some slime courtney uh. we could make some slime <laughs> <laughs> not all this bed is going 30 miles an hour <laughs> <laughs> Stay on target, Alice. <laughs> okay, so uh, Scully gets pooped. Yeah, has the um, and she thinks, oh no, maybe this is infectious. So where's she, Mulder? She closes down everything. And but Mulder, he's in a car and he's following an ambulance. And Am- what? A, wa- a wambulance. Uh huh. And that wambulance had Brian Cranston in it. Yeah. But then he got mad and he got out the back of it. Now there's a shot for there's a very kind of cold cut of Brian Cranston in pain and then the speedometer moving up and up and up. <laughs> Courtney! Uh, yeah? <laughs> what? Dollars to donuts. I absolutely thought you were going to say spadonkadonk. <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> I just thought you were going to call it a spadonkadonk. <laughs> it does sound like something I would do. Yeah. The spadonkadonk is... The spadonkadonk's off the fucking charts. <laughs> and then he feels better, and he's gonna reach for a gun, and you said, oh, it's ear speed. Uh-huh. And I thought that was kind of stupid, but it turned out to it, be ear it, speed. You didn't think it was ear speed when I said that? I don't know. I, I fucking light years ahead of you, man. I, <laughs> well, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the spadonkadonk was, the, like, a heart reader. No, it was a spadonkadonk. Dang. Um, <laughs> so he gets in the car with Mulder, and he puts a gun in Mulder's head, he says, hey... Drive, angry baby. <laughs> angry, angry driving baby. Baby, baby drive. Baby drive. Don't be angry. <laughs> speed, speed. <laughs> speed too, boat. There has to be more speed genres. Uh huh. There has to be. Well, there's the Fast and the Furious. Oh. Yeah, but that's not like they have to go fast. No, they just wanna, baby. They wanna go fast. They wanna go fast. Because they're so furious. Furiously horny for speed. Two <laughs> on a boat. I don't think there was a Fast and Furious on a boat. No, but what if there was? Mmm, Vin Diesel now in a boat going fast. There's The Rock. Was he in those? I don't know. But they're going fast and now they kiss. The boats? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> just a little, uh, little bad of stern action. When they, when they crash, when they crash, it's called boat kissing. <laughs> so the boats kiss. Uh-huh. <laughs> so this is kind of like the setup for the rest of the episode, is that Mulder's driving this guy around, uh-huh. trying to figure out which direction he needs to go in and how fast the spadonkadonk needs to be in order for his head not to hurt. And um, and then Scully's investigating, like, just trying to find out why all these people's ears exploding. Yeah. So this is when we're closing in. Oh, there he goes. In the um, the anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. But the the energy of Brian Cranston in this car with the just pure cardboard goodness of David Duchovny <laughs> is very o- odd. It is. I said if I was to do David Duchovny in that car with Brian Cranston, I would feel like, oh, damn. Oh, damn. This man can act. This man I, can act. I should have taken a lesson. I need to go quick or... <laughs> Maybe the speed gotta, will help me. Gotta act fast. <laughs> and then the new dad calls. <gasps> new daddy. Yeah. Who did? Alvin Kirsch. Kirsch. His name is Alvin? Yeah. I saw it on his little desk sign. Alvin. Alvin. You think he ever heard that one at school? <laughs> That's why he has such a complex. Yeah, but he also got a hula hoop, so it's fine. <laughs> and a loop de loop. Uh, what was new daddy want? He's like, hey, how's Idaho? And Scully's like, oh no, I'm not in Idaho. And oh, he says, no. and he says, I know you're not. And it's the ba- biggest like teacher power move. Yeah, I've ever felt in my bones, and I love him. I kind of like, I feel a little like Scully cursed kind of thing. Oh dang, I'd be into new that for real, daddy. Hello, new daddy. <laughs> I love Skinner. Yeah. I do. With every fiber of my being, I love I love Mr. Skinner. But this new fresh... I love this guy. I think right? he's great. I'm I really like, excited about I, this heat he's bringing. Because he's like... Everything that we hate that Mulder and Scully does, he also hates. Yeah. And that's really refreshing. I like... Because Skinner's like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. But Kirsch is like, I'm pissed! Here's all the money you spent. I hate it. <laughs> and those are the questions we have. Yeah. So, so we like him a lot. I like him a lot. Yeah, we like him a lot. Okay. So Mulder and Brian Cranston are driving and Brian Cranston has a headache mm-hmm. and he has to go west. Mm-hmm. And um, just like you, he can't get off unless he's going west at 80 miles per hour. Correct. <laughs> just like me. Just like you. And they gotta go west. And why do they gotta go west? It was never explained. It was never explained. Nobody Oops. knew the answer. But they do need more gas. Uh-oh. They needed more gas. We gotta talk about the good dog. Oh, no, the good dog. Rip. Rip. Why is there always gotta be a dog? So, Scully wants to figure out why did Brian Cranston's wife die? Yeah. And why is he having issues? So, she thinks maybe it's environmental and they go to their house. Go to the house. And I am digging these fucking vibes. Yeah, the vibes are very cool. It's dark out. They're wearing their, like, super, uh, what do you call them? Like, contamination contamination suits. Yeah. yeah. And they have little lights in the helmets. Little backlights. And they got, like, flashlights. It's very cool. It's a very The Sphere. Yeah. Uh, and, and the mood music, the, the, the atmosphere music is very good. And they're in this, like, moonlit trailer park. And there is a, a dog. There's a dog. He, uh, a barka, and he go back and forth very quickly. He's a German shepherd. But he's not bitey. He no, just, he just goes back and forth. So they want to sedate the dog, and they they kind of pin the dog down, and the dog is just making the most horrible dog sounds in pain. 
And then the dog, he explode. He explode. And it splatter. It splatter all over someone's... On the guy's mask. It was really sad. It's sad, but again, like, the mood and the, like, tension... Yeah. ...is real and, like, it just feels... It's really good. Yeah. Okay. They go into the trailer, and the trailer real spooky. Yeah, so they notice that the these people have a neighbor with the light on. Yes. So they go into her house, and she's watching TV, and they're like, oh, no, is this, like, a dead lady? What's going on? Is this a corpse? But it's not. It's a lady, and it's she's scared. Old, it's an old lady. I could imagine sitting in my house alone, watching the, te- the, the, the boob tube, and then there's, like, an alien, like, Just coming and scaring the shit out of me. Yeah. Why were her lights out? I don't know. Fucked if I know. Now, was she supposed to be deaf? Is that was that the whole thing? Why her head is no explode? Oh, maybe. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that because Scully's like, okay, well, dog explode, and a human explode, and Brian Cranston about to explode. Yeah, and then she sees some crows and they exploded. And she's like, hmm, maybe it's not pathogenic? Is that the word? Yeah. Maybe it's sound. Maybe it's sound. And, and maybe then the old lady is has no sound in her ears. She follows a trail of dead crows yes. to a little grate that says, property of the U.S. government. Yes. Da-da-da. So she's going to go investigate that. Uh-huh. Yes. This is where we get the thick anti-Semitism. Uh-huh. It is. I didn't like it. And... He spurts out the conspiracy theories that we hear from people who are also pretty anti-Semitic. Um, that the government is, quote, radiating our children's gonads. Yep. Don't know what to tell you about that. Don't know what to tell you about that. They're probably not. <laughs> I mean, they did radiate our children. They radiated our children's oatmeal, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. There were, yeah, and there we have that. And but I, also, like, yeah, that's, that's the okay. government. That's not, like, a central Jewish world conspiracy. Yeah, I am, hey, all for dismantling the government. Oh, yeah. I think the current government, even Canada, real shitty. Oh, yeah. Hey, real shitty. Our little beautiful prime minister, he real shitty too, you guys. Yeah, he sucks out loud. If you are, hey, if you're down in the States and you're like, ah, I wish I could move to Canada, guess what? He fucking, Trudeau fucking sucks. Yep. Okay? Um, So you're not, I mean, he's not Trump, but it doesn't matter. He still sucks. I'm all for hating the government, but... A lot of people who hate the government blame also blame something more insidious. Mm-hmm. And it's like, sure, you can blame lizard people or aliens, but a lot of the conspiracy theories, like theorists, are also really anti Semitic. Yeah. And it goes back to this, like, Chronicles of the Elders of Zion sort of situation where they think that, you know, the government is bad because Jewish people control it. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. Yucks. And it's weird because as a conspiracy theorist connoisseur, you go down the rabbit hole on any conspiracy theory long enough and it's anti-Semitic. Oh, absolutely. Which is gross and wrong. And I don't know why Vince Gilligan tried to m- make us like, sympathetic towards this Brian Cancer. Uh, yeah, that's the thing I can't get over, is, like, what, and, like, because the stuff that comes out of his mouth, and then also, this is, like, a story about the, if this is a story about this guy trying to get along with Mulder, the two of them realizing that they need each other or whatever to get through this situation, like, he even says to Mulder, like, hey, the Jew stuff, no offense, you can't help who you were born to, which is, like, that's not good either. That's still bad. Like, that's, that's still, still very bad. bad. You still hate Jewish people. Yeah. Like, it's just... <laughs> 
<sighs> you didn't learn anything. No. Apologies don't mean shit if you didn't learn anything. So I, this kind of, and, and, and this is a problem even to today, like what's going on in the United States is a, a group of like people who feel wronged and because they have this certain like, especially white privilege, they don't have anyone to blame except this like kind of imaginary higher power mm-hmm. and they can't blame their government because their government is making them all these promises and they voted for the government. So there must be someone else to blame and it's immigrants or it's this like big Jewish lizard person conspiracy. And it's gross. Mm-hmm. Or it's the gay liberal media. Or it's the gay. <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Did you pay your gay uh, media uh, Zionist union fees yet? I absolutely did. You know, I try not to get behind. I, <laughs> I know. I can't wait to vote in the upcoming gay media election. <laughs> You know, who we choose the next president? Yeah, I feel like Anderson Cooper's got it on lock. <laughs> Dang. Dang, yo. Ugh. This one got me spicy. This one did get you spicy, okay. and I don't blame you. So they run out of gas. Now they run out of gas, <laughs> They yeah. run out of gas. They go to the gas station. Mulder's, like, trying to pump the gas in, but he can't. And then, I did laugh at this one part. Yeah, so he waves at the guy, and he's like, hey, turn the gas on. And the guy says, oh, he says... You gotta pay before you pump, buddy. <laughs> but the best part was when he, like I have done before, oh he yeah, drives in the wrong side. His gas tank uh, cap is on the wrong side, and he he gets a really short hose. Yeah, and he starts walking around and just pulls him backward <laughs> like a dog on a short leash. It was very good. It was very good. Anyways, he can't get gas fast enough, and Brian Cranston's in pain, and so he just steals another car. Which is like, I don't know. I don't care an anti-Semite was in pain, man. I don't fucking care what happens to this dude. <laughs> sure, his head explode? That's fine. That's fine. Explode his damn head. That's fine. Good. They drive. They drive. They drive more. Meanwhile, well, Mulder's figured out he has to go west. He's yeah. gotta go west real fast. So he's taking him west real fast. But guess what? There's only so much west. Uh-huh. Once you hit Cali, California, that's it. Mm-hmm. Then there are ocean. Mm-hmm. Now you have... Boat drive. Boat drive. <laughs> drive a boat. Um, and back in Nevada, the guy, police guy there is like, Skelly, what's your partner doing? He stole a car. She's like, I don't know, but I gotta go. Yeah. But he's he's okay. He's trying to rescue this anti-Semite. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And then he leaves a note in the car that he didn't, that he left behind saying yeah. that, to call Dana Scully. And then, okay, so do you want to talk about the chips? That's not yet. It's not yet? Where no. are we? We are, um, Scully does oh, some investigation. Yeah, Scully goes to talk to the Navy? It's this, it's, it's called, it's a special, not secret, but, like, group, and they do ground conductor radio. Okay. That was the whole situation. And that's what the, was under the grate that she found yes. in the people's house? Yes. And that's how she got there. So she's like, hey, I gotta ask you some questions. And the very tired man is like, I thought we told the FCC everything. And she's like, I'm still here. Because there was a ground conductor radio power surge. Uh-huh. And it knocked out television for a bit. Uh-huh. And so he had to explain why he says we just had a power surge. And Scully says, well, what could it do to a human being? And the guy's like, well, that's classified, ma'am. Uh-huh. And then he says, you're FCC? And she says, yeah, you know me. Wink. <laughs> and she walk away. Uh-huh. Here's the, here's the buckwild thing. Mm-hmm. This kind of 
flat earther, lizard people, chronicles of the elders of Zion, conspiracy theorist, who said the government did this to me. Guess what? The government did do it to yeah, him? Yeah, he was right, I guess. So, fuck everything. I don't like that. I don't like that either. I think it's bad. I think it's bad. I think you could have just knock out, hey, knock out the whole, like, stereotype red stater thing. I don't know. It's just gross. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, they're running out of road. Brian Cranston is hurdy. He says, go faster. So they went from 70 to 75 to 80 to 85. They got to go faster and faster. And how did they know that they went faster? <laughs> the spadonka Okay, good. <laughs> just checking. Phew. And you know what? As soon as they get into California, you know who's there? Eric Estrada. Yeah. It's Chips, baby. It's Chips o'clock. <laughs> Chips and dips. Dang. Here come them motorcycle cops. So I think the plan was Mulder said, hey, we're going to meet Scully kind of at a very special spot. Mm-hmm. And she's going to get you right out of the car. And she's going to put, put a big needle in your ear. And relieve the pressure. Uh-huh. But the thing is that they go too fast. They go too fast. Too fast, too furious. And so by the time Scully gets there, oops, he dead. He died. I'm not sad. Nope. Who not a gives to a me. fuck? And it's weird because Mulder gets out of the car and he's like... Bummed? Oh. <laughs> he couldn't save this he's fucking anti-Semite? Sad? That's bullshit. I don't like that. Oh, well. Um, but it ends in a very interesting way. Because mm-hmm. Mulder and Scully go back to Daddy Hearst. And, yeah... And daddy, new daddy, new daddy, goes over their expenses. He sure does, which we've been waiting for forever. Which we have said from the beginning, how much does that airplane cost? Who's paying for it? Those hotels you're staying at, does that come out of your pocket or the FBI? It's a fucking long-awaited reckoning, I tell you oh, what. Oh, so good. And basically, new daddy is like, you can never be on another X-File again, ever. And I'm watching you, and if you ever do, I'm going to... Kiss you right on the lips, but in a bad way. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> in a naughty way. In a naughty way. You're not going to like it, but you, you will. will. <laughs> It'd be consensual, but dirty. <laughs> so that means no more X-Files. Yeah. Uh, so season... Just bozo work. Just... Courtney, you know what the real bozo work is? What? This podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm a certified crown. Honk, honk. <laughs> a wooga. <laughs> Well, now that we're done this episode, we can slow down this bed. Thank God. Eek. Put on the brake. <laughs> we stopped it twice. Yep. <laughs> I hit my brake. You stopped your side, then I stopped <laughs> my side. <laughs> so we fish-tailed a little, but oh, we're okay. Boy. Ooh, I'm okay. Uh, and then we should rate this Let's fucker. rate it. I rate it on a spooky scale. One is I'm going to have a great nap. Five is I'm never going to sleep again. I'm going to give this a... Uh... Mmm... Three. Cool. Because you were pooped. Oh, maybe I'll get a 3.7. Mm. I was pooped. The doggy the doggy part and the ooky stuff really mm-hmm. got me. If we just had that, it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But we didn't. Uh, I read on a rage scale. It goes from one, which means, hey, great up, guys. Good job. To uh, My Struggle Part 3, which is the worst episode we've watched to yes. date. Uh, and I'm going to give this a three. Yeah. There were parts of it I liked, but you yeah, ruined it. You ruined it. You ruined it. It could have been better. You really ruined it, Vince Gilligan. Rub your nose in it. Now, I will say that Vince Gilligan originally wanted to write an episode about a guy being held hostage on a tilt-a-whirl. <gasps> and that would have been so much better! 
matter. Really? He apparently he pitched it like time and time and time again, and then they let him do this episode. Oh my! God. How much would you have wanted to see that? Tilt a Whirl is one of those rides that make my body think it is going to die the most <laughs> because when you like fucking really go and mm-hmm. spin and spin, it feels like your body is like gonna go through the back of the seat. Oh my god! So good. You've been on a tilt a whirl, right? Never. <gasps> I don't like rides. I don't think you could be a clown. I could definitely not be a clown. I, like I don't like the only rides that I like are at uh, Disney. I like Pirates of the Caribbean, and that's I like, not a ride. That's like a tour. I like Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones is good. But like when I was a kid, when I was like twelve, I went to um, uh, Universal Studios and yeah. went on the ET ride. Yeah, where you just sit on those like little ski lifters, you go around. around. Yeah. I hated it. Really? Yeah. What part of the ET ride did you hate the most? All of it. Why? I will say Brett the Hitman Heart was on the one behind me, though. What? Yeah, man. You never told me that. No, it was awesome. Really? I didn't know who he was. I was just like, everyone's excited about this big man. (laughs) Maybe one day they'll be excited about me. Me? When I grow up to be a big man. I could be a big man. Oh, my God. I also went on the Jurassic Park ride, and I did kind of enjoy that one. I don't understand why you kind of enjoy Jurassic Park, but not E.T. Because E.T. is more, like, loosey-goosey. Yeah, I didn't like it. Jeez Louise. (laughs) I never... Don't even ask me about backdraft. Okay, well... God, that... Universal Studios was sure a time capsule, wasn't it? I don't think they have any of those rides anymore. I know the Jaws part is gone. I know the Back to the Future ride is gone. Yeah. Anyway. Allison. Courtney. Can I tell you about how the, uh... Courtney, do you have a personal X-File for me? I have a personal X-File for you. Yay. Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you. Cause we'll never tell you that we don't believe you. Unless we get abducted, we will never leave you. We want to hear about your personal X-File. This is about... A city not too far from where Brian Cranston's head exploded. Okay. Uh, just north of it is Eureka, California. Mm-hmm. Allison, it stink. It stink? It a stink. Damn. And it's a mystery stink. What? And so, from the North Coast Journal of Politics, People, and Art, what? they are going to find out why Eureka stinks. Damn. It's a name. <laughs> Eureka. Eureka. Uh, this is from Grant Scott Goforth, which okay. is a cool last That's a name. fucking great name. Okay. If you visited the north side of Eureka during the daytime in the last month or two, there's a good chance you've caught a sniff of a very particular odor. It's very attendant on the warmer days. And no, it's not just the smell of the bay, the briny, fishy, earthy, and sometimes sulfuric amalgamation that's expected. Welcome, even... On a uh, working waterfront, this one is villainous, potentially fishy, potently fishy, but with an overwhelming tang of decay. On certain days, the smell reaches across Eureka's old town into downtown and possibly beyond. Astonishingly, it hasn't reached every nose, though. Eureka Chamber of Commerce Director Don Smullen says no member businesses had complained to him about the smell, and he chalked it up to, to typical seaport orders. In fact, he said that's part of the tourist draw, the bouquet of the sea. <laughs> Smullen obviously hadn't experienced what we've ex- we are going to experience, but here's the good news. It's most likely not going to go away. 
Over the last uh, few months, North Coast Unified Air Quality Management District Compliance and Enforcement Division. Holy Whoa. shit. Whoa. Can I just read that again? Please. North Coast Unified Air Quality Management District Compliance and Enforcement Division Manager. That's a fucking mouthful. God, you know that's on his desk, right? Yeah. Uh, His name is Al Steele. Received several... I'm sorry. His name is Al Steele. (laughs) It's Al Steer. Oh. But we can say it. His name is Al Steer. Uh Uh-huh. I go fast. Uh, he received several complaints about the smell. He followed his nose around Old Town. What? This fucking guy boots to the ground. Seeing the toucan. S- using a sniffer. But he was unable to identify his source. Then he got another report and he set out an official investigator. What? Damn. Uh, who tracked the odor back to the Pacific Choice Seafoods, a large fish processing plant on Waterfront Drive. Okay. They didn't get some fucking bad detectives. <laughs> oh, boy. What's that potently fishy smell? It's not the seafood, of course. Uh, the investigator wasn't the first person to trace the source of the smell. Oh, come on. Brittany Christensen is the assistant manager at the... At the Barfly, a pub and eatery that sits ne- right next to the door at Pacific Coast Seafoods. That is a bad place for a bar, my dear. <laughs> yeah. When cherry afternoon, when asked about the smell, her eyes opened wide and with understanding. It's not like the other waterfront smell, she said. It's not even like most of the smells that come out of the seafood processing plant. uh, Christensen said the stink is especially bad on warm days when it gets positively hot behind the bar and it irritates customers so intensely they walk away from their pints. Wow. That is some big stank. That's a big stank. So apparently they did some investigation. (laughs) Quote unquote. Quote unquote. And it is shrimp. (laughs) It's those shrimps. It shrimps. Steer said the company, uh, Pacific Choice Seafood, have been seeking ways to cut down on the odorous shrimp output of the uh, deveining process and discovered a Washington State-based company that had developed a much drier way to extract shrimp proteins. This process supposedly cuts down odors by uh, 95%, Steer said, and the Pacific Choice told his investigators that they were spending between $50,000 and $75,000 to build a similar setup, which it plans to install after the shrimp season ends. So, they have to keep with this mystery stank. Shrimp stink. Shrimp stink. Ew. Shrimp stink, California. That's my band. <laughs> anyway, that they had to investigate. They had to find that shrimp stank. Now, we're going to go see a big stink, aren't we? We're going to go see a big stink, and it's not... I mean, it's not a mystery. No, it's not a mystery. The first uh, corpse flower in BC uh-huh. is set to bloom. Today is uh, July 14th. Yeah. When we record this, it is going to burst any, any second. Any minute. Her, his name is Uncle Fester. Uh huh. He's gorgeous. He's beautiful. He's at the, where is he? Lodell uh, Conservatory. At the Queen Elizabeth Park. And it's like a fucking countdown. Yeah, everyone's just excited for this flower to pop so we can all go smell its stinky goods. Yeah, so it's a corpse flower, so it's supposed to smell exactly like rotting corpse. Uh Uh-huh. And it only blooms, like, once in a lifetime, basically. It blooms, like, every six to seven years. Does it? Yeah. That's once in my lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) And once it blooms, the smell's only there for about... 12, 24 to 48 hours. Yeah, so we gotta get on that. Gotta get on that stink. Uh, guys, when we were watching this episode of The X-Files, we kept che- tech, uh, checking the Facebook. Uh-huh. 
uh, the Blood Owl Facebook account just to make sure it didn't pop yet. Yeah. Because once it, once it pop, the fun don't stop. Oh, no, it do not stop. We're going to smell that stinky goodness. Okay, Allison. I want to... It's hot out. Uh-huh. I want to chill and relax with a new podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, do you have any suggestions? Yeah. Well, as you may or may not know, we are part of the MajorCast Network. Yeah. And they have a ton of other great podcasts that you can listen to, like this one right here. Have you ever watched something for your favorite actor, but then afterwards you realized it wasn't worth your time? Well, our time is worth nothing. I'm Katie. And I'm Lenny. And together we host the Filmographers. Every month we pick an actor and watch everything they've done. Then we report back to you so you know everything to decide if it's worth your time. So check us out on the Major Cast Network or wherever you find your podcasts. New episodes the first week of every month. Oh, I can't wait to put my sunglasses on and put my Discman on my ears and listen to that podcast. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Mm-mm-mm. Let's do predictions. Okay. It's your turn to predict. It is my turn to predict. Allison, you predicted um, ghosts yeah. and a race. Uh-huh. So I don't think you get any points. I don't think I get any points. Okay, so let's see what you get. You uh, have season six, episode three, and the title is Triangle. 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 Hello. Hello. I think I kind of know this one. Okay, yeah, I think it's one of the more famous X-Files episodes. I think so, because I think we did a trivia night, and this was one of them. Mm-mm. So, do you want me to just tell you what I think it's yeah, about? Yeah, you tell me what you think it's about. I think I remember they go into the Bermuda Triangle like a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. And the cruise ship goes back in time, and Mulder and or Scully gets trapped on a cruise ship with, like, from the 1940s with literal Nazis. Oh, God. I'm pretty sure that's what it's about. Oh, my God. I hope not. But my God. What an episode to come on the heels of this one. <laughs> Continuing that anti-Semitism. Yeah. So what, what, what kind of points do you want to give me? Um, Can you give me... Do you want to give me a gimme for the Bermuda Triangle? Yeah, I want, it's called Triangle. They deserve it. Or do you want to give me half point for time traveling, half point for Nazis? Let's do that. That okay. sounds good. That's that's a less of a gimme. I feel like they're both pretty, you're going to get them, but we'll see. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's this one. I think you're right. Ah, uh, it's going to be horrible. Yeah. How can the Space Cadets get a hold of us, Allison? If the Space Cadets want to get a hold of us, you can write us an email at doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. That's double spelled out, D-O-U-B-L-E. Tell us about how you like speeds. <laughs> what kind of speeds do you like? The the drug or the movie. Uh-huh. And um, then also we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at doublexfiles, and we're on Tumblr at fuck yeah, doublexfiles. So uh, come find us. Come find us on the, um, the Major Cast Network site and check out their other podcasts because they're all real great. Oh, and leave us a review. Yeah, we would love it if you'd leave us a review. You want to hear more about my clown magic? You want to hear more about Computer Camp? Then, uh, review. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you are a new listener from the Major Cast Network, you haven't reviewed us. Honestly, I know, hey, I know, I know it's like, oh, why would I review? But if you've listened to, like, I would say more than five episodes of us, it is time to review. Yeah. Yeah. And if definitely. you listen to us for three full years, I'm come so, on. I apologize. Come on. If you've listened to us for three full years and you haven't reviewed, then why do you? Sorry. Why are you listening? You must hate us. <laughs> do you hate us, listener? Do you hate us? Write us, double X, podcast at gmail.com. Okay. It's hot in here. It's hot in 
her. Louis, you know what? You know what, baby? Let's take this. Let's take this bit on the road. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna put it into drive and let's go. Hell yeah! <laughs> Until next time, the, the truth, truth is out there. there. Oh, Courtney, you forgot to sing. From from from. Room. <laughs> That's how the car go. Uh-huh. Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.